free from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news The conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran, Tut and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? We are back, man we are back. We're doing right. our thing post holiday. What's up, Rand? That's right. How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm you doing know what, man? It, it's been it's it's last week, man. You know, with the with the weather, man, because it'll go from what like forty something, fifty something in a day to seventy something back down to thirty something, man. And that time of the year, man, just kind of wears me thin. So uh, I had to take a couple of days, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's uh it's, you know it's, it's uh great pneumonia weather man <laughs> yes it is so you know uh, but if i'm you're not I'm, dress if you you know if you're not dressing uh appropriately man you can you can get caught yeah bro don't be out throwing the shorts and t-shirt on and then <laughs> get caught out 30 degrees you know you know well hey man that's we're for, back that's uh, for people say what now huh no go I ahead that's for people who don't have melanin who don't have melanin in their skin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a funny story behind that, though. You know, all right, but I ain't going to get into it. Hey, man, it is uh, around 65, uh, GP3. Rand, why don't you go ahead and tell them why, why, why we're called GP3? Okay. Um, we're GP3. It stands for Grove Park 3, the three of us. I'm Rand. I'm Tommy B. Tommy, Tommy B. Yeah. And Tut. Uh, we started this 65 episodes ago. Um, and we all come from the Grove Park community in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, we're just three guys, three baby boomers, who uh, who sit around and talk about a variety of topics, whether it's race, politics, sports, entertainment, you name it. We talk about it, and uh, and you know, and we just love uh, each other's company as we talk about this. Yeah, man. Yeah, and we, you know, it's like the holidays. We all float around. You know, we all, you know, we have kids, so we we wind up having to, you know, transport them and, and family and stuff. So Rand's remote. Sometimes he's in the man cave, uh, you know, but uh, today's one of those remote days. So it's cool. I appreciate him checking in. And we just, you know, somehow keep this thing going, man. You know, bubble gum, duct tape, and, you know, and, you know, whatever it takes. Some, you name some it. Bubble yum. You name it, man. Hey, man. But uh, yum, man. you got any shout outs, man? Got any shout outs? Yeah, man, I want to, um, you know, give a shout out to, um, let's give a shout out to Beyonce, man. She makes Forbes uh, list of the top um, uh, female entertainers this past year, man. Wow. Okay. Um, but she, she, uh, you know, she, she earned about 105 million um, from from June of uh, 2016 to June of 2017, and wow, she. Um, her run up was was miles away, and that was a day all at sixty nine million. Well, you know what? I'm I'm glad that uh, 
we got, you know, a black female somewhere at the top of Forbes because it ain't happening that way on the on the film side <laughs> at all. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And you know, you guys have said it more than I have. Is that we look at the African Americans, particularly in the music industry, and particularly in the uh, in the non hip hop category. Yeah, uh, the numbers the numbers do not look great. Um, you know, we we're just not in the in the in the R and B pop category like we once were in, in the eighties and the nineties, nope. early two thousand. No man, and, and so. Uh, my next shout out, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Darnell. Uh, he has a, he has a thing called a Southern soul breakout. And, uh, right now he's, he's just added his 20th market. Wow. Uh, and, um, and right now he's, um, he's heading overseas. Uh, he's been picked up in Japan and, uh, and some other countries and, uh, who knows, uh, he might have a, um, a, a satellite deal coming up out here. You know, Southern soul is big, man. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to one of his. Uh, he he he's on the local radio station WIGO, and uh, he does uh, some, um, some shows in a couple um, venues. And I was surprised with the following, the yeah. following that this music has. I mean, I guess back to our point. Um, you know, if, if you're not a hip hop guy, um, and, and pop music is kind of lacking, um, yeah. you know, and then you're an older person, uh, you know, Southern Soul is a nice uh, genre to fit into. Well, you know, it's like old school's R&B, man, because even if you go back, uh, it, it's funny because Aretha, when, when, when they were doing the whole Stax thing, the Memphis thing, um, they would, or Otis Redding, they would refer to a lot of that back in the day as Southern Soul. They still do. They categorize it. So That's right. Um, that's right. You know, You're absolutely right. I mean, that was, it was different from the Motown sound. Yep. Yep. So you, you got, um, you know, even Al Green. So, you know, it, it, it's been around for a while, man. It comes and goes. But candidly, man, uh, just current R&B has got to get its act together. You still got uh, some of the R&B artists like SZA and, and, and some of, um, you know, some of the, I guess, quote unquote, like Neo Soul, new R&B that are trying to keep it strong, man. But um, it ain't what it used to be. Not, not you know. Yeah. It, it yeah. Ain't the 90s. They're not getting that radio airplay <laughs> the like they once did. You it remember? ain't the 90s, man. Early. Oh. In the 90s, early 200s. They're not getting in the airplane. That's that's the challenge for them right now. Yeah, I think 90s were the golden like, age, bro. You look at the 90s, look yeah. at that playlist, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I told you, I think the last time I was on, we were watching Love Jones, and I was just looking at the soundtrack and the score, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, everything everything on the on the, on the the album was, uh, was, was a hit in some way or another. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm gonna keep. We're gonna roll, man, and and we do this thing just, you know, just real brief. Um, we go into topics, kind of what's hot within the week, um, and and some of the things we hadn't covered, and some of the things we continue to cover. And you know, we always we got we got a stop, a, 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 just a steady, consistent feature, man. Damn, Harvey. Uh, <laughs> this week, John Conyers, uh, representative, is caught up in the mix. Um, and it was interesting, man. I was reading, just checking it out last night. Uh, he came into a meeting with his underwear in his underwear. What? Huh? <laughs> what was, uh, what was how, that? How is John Conyers, man? Uh, you know, these, these guys, he's over 60, you know, he's the oldest, uh, I think he's the oldest, uh, uh, uh in, you know, sitting, uh, congressman. He's 88, man. Yeah. So, you know, he's probably allowed to come in. In his underwear at 88, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't condone it, but uh, you know, my bottom line is, um, it was, it was a shock, I guess, to everybody that, uh, you know, that he fell into the mix, but, uh, he is, he is now yeah. in the mix. Is that a, a um, uh, uh, was he trying to make a was he trying to make a statement or something? I don't man, know, or? man. I don't know. I mean, it, it's. I just saw the headline. I looked at it. I said, oh, "Okay, here we go." And and of course, you saw Charlie Rose. You know, was no longer now with CBS, and PBS has pulled everything. So, you know. Yeah, I was just noticing that even the school he won an award from um, the Walter Con- Conkright School. Yeah, and um, they're actually. Take it away from him. So basically, wow. uh, kind of doing what uh, what happened with with Cosby, man. You know, remember many of those schools were taking back their honorary degrees and disassociating themselves with him. So I I guess these guys now are seeing what it feels like to be black now. Yeah, man, you get erased or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and then the but more importantly for these guys is the money and the uh, the money flow, this the money train that they once had. Now oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's coming to a complete halt and. Uh, and, and then credibility in terms of trying to figure out their next step. Significant amount of money, man, because you got CBS this morning, the morning show um, on, on CBS, uh, the PBS stuff, the independent deals, all that stuff, man. Wow. So yeah, and, and reading about some of his allegations, man, you know, like, yeah. uh, Charlie, I thought you were a smart guy, but the things you did were just downright stupid. Yeah, yeah. Just stupid. All right, so Charlie Rose, John Conyers, Dan Harvey. Here we go. Hey, man, at the movies, um, I don't know if you went to the movies. I had a chance to go. And um, I saw, because, you know, I've been talking about it, man, for about a month. And I've been, I was looking forward to it. Um, Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No, no, I haven't been to the movies in a while, man. I mean, last movie I saw was Murder on the Orient Express. Damn, so, uh, damn dude. The old one? <laughs> <laughs> I know you. <laughs> now the you know the, the latest the, the one remake. that uh, Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth oh, Branagh directed. Lord, okay, I, wow, okay. I went to see Denzel, man, and 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 candidly, um, and I'm not going to give away the story, but I will say that's pretty much all I saw. Um, he did a great job and really kept the movie together, man. But I was just surprised, um, considering the opportunity with a story that they had the, the kind of story this thing was it just it was it was just kind of you wait you know how you sit in a movie and you wait for it to just peak or or at least start to move and and it was just kind of creeping along it had good points so what, what was the premise of the plot what was the, the, in, in the whole thing without... is the plot uh he is a he's the guy behind the scenes for this attorney who's a bulldog litigator, black, black law firm. Okay, only one guy. And he's the guy who really writes everything and does everything, but he's always kind of relegated to uh, the office, his little, you know, little quaint office. He does all the, you know, people who know about law, write briefs and all that stuff, but he never comes out. And the reason he doesn't come out, because he's kind of, he is monk. He's a savant. So he's not really a social guy. He's more, he's just, he's the kind of guy who can re- remember every code in his head, you know? So he truly is almost like a rain man lawyer. Okay. So he never goes gotcha. to court. So eventually, and, and this is part of the story, part of the premise, uh, the guy out front dies. Okay. 
So this guy he's been fronting for or, or actually doing all the work for, and this guy's been taking his writing, his work in, in the court, winning cases. Uh, he dies. He's, he's an old, you know, he's older. And one of the guy's uh, protégés, uh, which is Colin Farrell, um, who is actually has, he's one of these like Ken Nugent types, you know, uh, got his mm-hmm. own multiple office firm, um, takes over the cases and he brings them on and, you know, it, it ensues from there. But, but I'll say there's so much opportunity, man, uh, that this movie could have been. And, you know, without Denzel, it would have been a complete flop. Denzel did his thing as an actor. But, but you know, I have to ask myself, Rand, when I see a movie like this, man, and, and, and I love, you know, our podcast listeners' feedback if you had a chance to see it. Um, in my opinion, man, people like Denzel, some of the A-list actors, they shouldn't just throw them to directors who don't have a proven record. And, and I think, candidly, one of the big problems with this movie is the, is the direction and the writing. Um, if you had a better, you know who really works well with Denzel, uh, Antoine, Antoine, uh, Fuqua, um, you know, uh, black director, you know, he did, uh, training day. He's done a couple of movies with Denzel. He did the equalizer. Um, he's done several movies with Denzel. He would have been a better director with, for this movie. Well, I mean, let's think about it. We're not in the, in the uh, studio system where, where actors had to take roles. Uh, I mean, Denzel read the script. Yeah. Denzel had to sign off on a whole lot of stuff. So, I mean, you know, uh, at some point, Denzel um, has has some skin in the game. So, yeah, man. Um, so, you know, uh, again, we don't know, you know, again, you and I don't know the background because this thing could have been passed along to several directors before this one guy right here. We never know. Yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm going to say one thing about this movie, man, and, and because of like the Baltimore Rising thing. And I, you know, I don't want to go too serious with it. But it, the, the type of movie, and I wait for people to really see it, and if you get a chance, you go see it. It is worth seeing, you know, but candidly, it could have been better on Netflix. It would have been a Netflix movie, in my opinion. Oh, that's, uh, that's fair. But, that's a fair statement, uh, man. And quite honestly, so, uh, it's a pretty good movie. You know? Oh, ne- because that's Netflix has raised the bar so much, it would have fit probably... And it, it, into that Netflix sphere, maybe you know, but but okay. in, the, in the future, man, they a movie like this could be so much bigger. It could be a contender, even for an Academy Award. But damn, it's it's kind of like, what's the guy? You know, you just throw it to these video directors. <laughs> you know, uh, Benny, like Penny Boone and, 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 and Little X and all those <laughs> yeah. guys. And I'm not I'm not dogging I'm not dogging the come up. Long. Because you got to start somewhere, but when you got an, an actor like Denzel, and you got a really good opportunity for a story, because um, if you go back, this kind of reminds me. Without like, I don't know if you 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 saw Rain Man. Um, yeah, it kind of gives you a you know somewhat of a Rain Man feel without um, the brother, without you know having uh, what's his name. Um, a brother Tom involved, brother. Tom Cruise, or, or Dustin Hoffman, like a family member. But but Denzel is kind of like the Dustin Hoffman in this thing. Not to that extreme, but it kind of gives you that feel. But I'm gonna leave it at that, man. I'm gonna get off my soapbox because because I'm pissed off because because damn, I'm like, oh man, you know, Denzel's come. He, how many movies does he come out with annually? Like one. <laughs> well, so let me, let me ask you this: other than yeah, the man. movie Excel, 
Yeah. Would his acting be? Would his acting merit an, a nomination for an award? Maybe, but because of the fact that shit, man. I mean, because of the fact that they missed so many opportunities with the story, you know. Uh, I I don't even know. I, I think it's gonna get lost. You know. Okay. I think. How do you do, you do it in the, in the uh, box office? I haven't seen it yet. I think the numbers come out today. The final numbers. I'll check them out. But I would imagine can uh, you know I, because you got um, you know what's the other movie still out there? Justice League and a couple of other movies. A couple of cartoons came out. Uh, it's probably gonna wind up being maybe top five. I think it'll be fifth. Okay. Yeah. It okay, definitely cool. won't be number one. I mean, I'd be shocked if it's number one. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Uh, your boy Spike is back. Spike returns. She got it. She's got to have it. Did you see any of it? Have a chance. I, I, I saw. I've seen the trailer, and I started. I think the first five minutes of it, and, yeah. uh, and I had to. I stopped because uh, I got distracted. Um, but yeah. I'm, I plan to watch it. Yeah. I've heard. Um, I've heard. You know, uh, conflicting uh, commentary about it. You know, so I. You know, I'm just going to I'm just going to see it myself and then make my judgment. I mean, I think the, I think that the thing that that um, that I have the biggest question about because yeah. I remember when the movie came out in in, um, in 86. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was I was at LaFont Terra and Spike was out there selling T-shirts. And that was interesting. <laughs> I actually I actually have I actually had the T-shirt for years. because yeah. um, I was with some friends that went to college with Spike and um and you know my my question I have is, and the same one I had with another Netflix series is, ten episodes? Can can you you know when you're talking about stretching this a two hour or maybe an hour a ninety minute movie into a ten part series? Can you do that? And I say the same thing about dear white people, you know. Yeah. And I think dear white people maybe have might have more opportunity to go more than ten episodes, but I'm like, okay, is this gonna? You guys think about this to be a a, a multi-season series or this is just a, a one and done series. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can only see it. And I saw the first episode. Uh, and, and by the way, spike of the episode spike directed number one and the final episode and his, his sister joie and his <laughs> wife were part of the writing team that directed everything in the, in between. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. so again, if you watch number one, you're gonna get an idea of Spike's vision for it, and the and the final episode, which I hadn't gotten to yet. Um, but but I I agree with you, man. That's one of the things because here's the thing: when um, she's got to have it came out, we were millennials. I mean, I guess we were not millennials, but we were within that, ba- that part of the boom that was within that age range that's watching it now. Am I correct? Correct. So we were not twenty. We were in our 20s. So from a 20-something perspective, then it was perfect because that was the lifestyle we led, you know. And and I think just by watching the first episode, um, it's very relatable, man. The actors, um, it's, it's interesting because one of the other things, Rand, is they're now doing this thing in a gentrified Brooklyn. So ah. you've got... You've got you know, the cast is a little bit more mixed. Um, Mars is Hispanic now. He's uh, yeah, I saw that the gentleman from uh, from Hamilton is, is playing playing yeah. Mars. Yep. So it, it, it's really kind of trying to reflect a new gentrified gentrified Brooklyn. Uh, 
Um, so I've only seen episode one and, and it wasn't bad, but but I, I'll agree with you, man. I don't know if it can extend beyond one season and, and it'll be interesting to see if he even tries. But I, I do like the fact that um, it's back. The writing's good. It's a good look. It, it looks I mean, it's a well-produced sh- series, you know, and even, you know, keep in mind, hell, I mean, it was black and white back in the day, um, the original. Right. And 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 it was it was it was a low budget movie, you know, so but it was just the fact that a black man was doing a low budget movie uh, at a time where it was tough for us to get green light, uh, anything green lighted. So, hell, we came out in droves, you know, uh, hell, we didn't we didn't have Netflix. We didn't have all these other opportunities to see uh, independent films. So you had to go to the theater. And, and, you know, so, so, you know, we'll see how people react to it. What have you heard? What would you get? I mean, your reaction? Because I, I only read a couple of the previews and uh, I saw, uh, you know, and of course I saw episode one. But what have you heard that, that was negative? You heard any negative? Well, I mean, I, I guess the, the negative one is, you know, can sustaining sustaining a, a, a 10 episode, you know, 45 minute per episode season of this when the movie was like 90 minutes long. Yeah, I don't um, see it. I don't I don't see how they can do it. I, I would I would and, agree. Um, I don't see it. And, and you know, um, you know, at some point, you know, the, 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 the constant theme itself, you know, we've, we've seen this theme. What's going to really happen with the theme? Um, you know, um, you know, is it is it you know our version of Sex in the City? You know things like that. Don't let the twelve-year-olds uh, watch it. <laughs> put the child. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean sixteen. Great, I don't know. The great thing about is. it is that it's um, yeah. for a lot of millennials yeah. um, who've never seen this. This is a nice way for them to understand uh, the Spike Lee filmography. Yeah, yeah um, it is. You know. Uh, because I can tell you, my my kids, uh, they don't look at anything black and white. You know, that's to them. That's that's. I might as well have a super eight video showing <laughs> or something. But you know what, man? There's and some so, classic movies that were done during color, that were done in black and white. So you know, black and white right, ain't right. Like, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm give it a shot. You know, uh, but this is not know, in black and white, is, by the way. This is not in black and white. I, I want to clear right. that up. And you know, and and the thing is, to be fair, Spike has always gotten. Um, you know, uh, reviews that have kind of gone all over the place. So this is for Spike. This is just for normal. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you look at some of the, the movies that he's turned out, I mean, you know, uh, people have always had some comment about Spike's movies. And I think, you know, a lot of that derives from Spike himself, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, who he is, not necessarily the, 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 the his work. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see he's still doing it. One and two, I saw episode one, and it is entertaining. Um, because I saw the original, um, you know, I got to get used to the different characters, just basically the actors who play the characters. And uh, but I, you know, uh, Lola Darling, the the lead uh, character, does a good job. Yeah, it's not Tracy Camilla Johns. It's not, not her. But no, it's, it's, you know, from what I saw, it can't be. Well. Man. I mean, I'm gonna be quite. I'm gonna be quite <laughs> it can't be Tracy Camilla. When I think about. Yeah. When I think about the characters, I mean, yeah. other than Spike and maybe John Canada Lee, who played Blair. Yeah. And and yeah. and uh and Tracy Camilla Johns, those other guys to me were kind of like nondescript actors. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. They weren't as memorable because their roles they played, they didn't they didn't own the screen like some of those other characters did. Yeah, I agree. And this guy who plays Mars is is definitely gonna be a standout. 
if you know. I, oh yeah, yeah. Well, he already has a following anyway, so that 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 you know that that that's just more for his his body of work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Baltimore Rising Man was on HBO this week. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, um, but it was without a doubt. Um, and and I'm gonna say it. It's it's award winning, man. Um, so it is. Is it a docudrama? Or no, it is. is it's, a, it's a docu- It's a documentary. It's pure documentary. Um, okay. And it is well done. Um, the the director, the lady from The Wire, um, mm-hmm. the actress. I mean, it, it is gripping, man, uh, because it truly. One of the one of the activists, which I didn't I didn't realize, was like 17 years old. The the young, uh, young girl, who actually uh, was organizing a lot of what took place as the police uh, verdicts were coming down, and she's one of the characters in there, and it follows because it's her senior year in high school, and uh, it's just interesting, man. I'm not going to give it all away, but it is, uh, it's gripping, it's emotional. Uh, it deals with a lot of stuff, not just from a Baltimore perspective, but just from a national perspective when it comes down to um, the whole concept of police versus the public and you know, the African-American community trusting the police. It, 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 I, I thought it was well done. And, and it also gave, it gave me a better perspective on, on Baltimore. Um, you know, right. you, you kind of think you know it, but um, it gave some, some history in Baltimore. It's about an hour and a half, man, but, but I will say, uh, and if, if you do have HBO, you have access to it on demand, it's worth watching. I mean, it, it was okay. I'm going to put that on my, on my, view, my viewership listening. It's impressive, man. It, and and it, it's yeah. no, it, it's well, well shot. Um, you know, when you get some time, put it aside. I know y'all binge watch over the holidays. It's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, you, you said something interesting, man. Another example of a young woman taking a leadership role. Man. Yeah. You know, when we, when we talk about resistance, we're talking about um, individuals who are trying to fight for humanity, equality, and, you know, African-American women, whether they're in their teenage years, like this young lady you mentioned, or whether they're senior citizens. They are really stepping on. They're stepping to the forefront, man. Well, they're I'm gonna give it to her. Of- I mean, they had and they they did have uh, a young brother, one of the uh, activists um, who was involved. Uh, he was really trying to keep the peace. He was arrested, and uh, his I mean, his whole life was about to be turned upside down. And the great thing mm. the great thing about the way this thing is done, it shows the perspective of the kids. Black Lives Matter kids who are involved. It shows the perspective of their parents and what their parents think about them getting involved, which they don't all agree with. They don't, you know, as as parents. Um, you right. also look at uh, how the justice system and the police are interacting with them. And, you know, it's all around the Freddie Gray uh, uh, situation, the murder. I can't wait to see it now, bro. Yeah, but it, it might be. On, I might watch it today since I'm not watching football these days. <laughs> it's worth it, man. I think you'll be. I think you'll be. Uh, I don't want to hype it too much, but I think uh, it. Hell. Okay. It was better than Roman J. Israel. I <laughs> say it like that. It, 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 I mean, honestly, it's that's what J- Roman J. Israel should have taken. Uh, should have taken some pointers from uh, from this. They should have watched this before they shot the movie. And I'll leave it at that. Well, you know, HBO has a 
has a serious history of um, the documentaries, man. They've done some great documentaries through the years. So yeah. um, I look forward to it, man. You know, when, when you think about, um, you know, you know, I didn't realize, you know, they were the ones behind Spike Lee's best document, in my opinion, Four Little Girls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, and I encourage all of you guys, if you haven't seen Four Little Girls, uh, you need to watch it. It's, it's a very compelling document about the four little girls who, who actually helped change the face of the civil rights movement in, in, uh, in the Birmingham bombing in the 60s. Yeah, man. Yep, absolutely. And uh, real quick, man, Black Friday was balling. Uh, record business in, in in online alone five billion dollars. That's billion. Man, with we a haven't B. even gotten to Cyber Monday, which it's, is you know which is started off. That's what I'm talking about. Cyber Monday hasn't even hit yet, and they've made five billion. They made it in the first 24 hours. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, uh, his wealth, his uh, net worth went over a hundred billion, based on the amount of money and the uh, the the stock growth based on uh black friday of amazon uh again cyber monday you said it is going it's slated to be even bigger and and the thing that a lot of people are saying ran is this this really only adds fuel to 45's fire about the economy um so right right you know right and you know but you know at the end of the day i was in um over the break um we had to travel out of town so i was in uh, kentucky and you know that's serious Trump uh, country. Oh yeah, boy. And I can, and I can tell you, um, there there are a lot of rumbling amongst the whites there mm-hmm. because um, even though they're still behind him, yeah, uh, I would say that that relationship is a very tenuous one. Okay. Because these people ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, yes, he might take some. Uh, he might do a couple victory laps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you. Um, uh, these people are sitting here waiting when their lives don't get better. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so um, you know it's going to be interesting. But hey, man, well, Huffington Post. If if um, if, I list, if our listeners out there wanting to buy some gifts from some black-owned businesses, okay, uh, cool. Go to Huffington Post. Uh, now, Tommy, I'll send you the link. Um, they got 15 gifts from black-owned businesses that your loved ones deserve. So you know, my thing is. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Why don't you buy black too? So absolutely. Uh, man. Again, these these are some uh, entrepreneurs across the country who are um, who are doing some things, and, um, and I encourage you to, to purchase some things from them. I, I actually did it myself because I'm I'm trying to make a more conscious effort myself. If I'm gonna talk this talk, I need to start being being what I'm talking. So good stuff. Good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh man, let's go heavy for a couple. Meek Mill. You familiar with what's going on with Meek? Yeah, man. I, I kind of see this in in many in many ways because mm-hmm. um, first of all, there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. Because because it was sealed, and what's in allegedly what I heard is Meek Mill's attorney was the one who sealed a lot of the a lot of the, the documents. Okay. So so we don't really know what was said in chambers okay mm, okay but kind of view this in several ways one is you got to you got one issue of public responsibility in terms of personal responsibility in terms of McNeil. yeah realizing that he was under a certain type of orders mm-hmm. you know yeah even though so that's one thing and another thing is the way justice is being 
implemented or carried out against people of color. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in that, was this punishment too severe for what he did? Yeah, because it's an African-American judge, female judge, and and the defense is claiming that she has a vendetta against him for various reasons. But go ahead. Right, and which we don't know because, again, that document has been sealed by the court. Okay. Mm. Uh, because essentially he and his team requested a meeting with her mm-hmm. in chambers and things were said and they requested that this meeting be sealed. Wow. So, so they requested prior legal team. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so his team requested. So you, you kind of got this thing of, well, you wanted this meeting. We mm-hmm. gave you this meeting. Yeah. You didn't want the results to come out, but now you want the res- I mean, so it's, you don't really know, but to your point, it's it's several allegations in terms of the vendetta. She wanted him uh, to use a manager mm-hmm. that she preferred. She wanted she wanted him to do a boys to men remix with a shout out to her. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, it, it sounds bizarre as hell. Then of course, uh, people are talking about the fact that you know that she's in the white guys. I mean, that's it, it's just. It's just amazing. And then on the other hand, you got to look at his personal responsibility in terms mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. he knew he was under these things, but yet his behavior uh, put him in a position where he's in now. But at the same time, was really what the, the, the punishment, was it really worth it? Was it yeah. was the punishment that they, they handed to him? Two to four years. Fair? Yeah, two to four years yeah. for violating probation. Uh, he had a fight in March in St. Louis Airport and uh, in August. Um, he was on a dirt bike doing wheelies, which, you know, dirt bikes are illegal on the road. Um, you know, he was he was signed, I guess, to Jay-Z's label recently. T.I. originally signed him, so they both come out along with Rick Ross criticizing the move. Uh, and recently, I think within the last 48 hours, uh, Al Sharpton is involved, and he's visiting him in jail. But it's interesting, man, because what they're looking at, the whole mass incarceration thing is, you know, uh, Meek, they feel like this is kind of a stalking of Meek. Uh, It started when he was 19. Uh, Drug and gun possession, now he's 30. And uh, Jay-Z actually came out with a statement and said he's being stalked for the slightest infraction as a justification for locking him back inside. So it's going to be interesting, man. I think, um, and and you know, we we didn't deal with it the first few weeks, man, because you know, candidly, I thought he was going to squeak out of it, and and the charges were going to be dropped. But it doesn't look to be the case. Um, you know, he's definitely going to be doing jail time. So you know, I don't know, man. Um, you know, put myself or or people I know in that situation, knowing. That you you know you're being watched and under under the microscope and you're making that kind of money. Uh, I'll figure out a way to get around that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I just yeah, yeah. you know I'm I mean, making that kind of money. I'm gonna figure out a way to not get caught. But well, you know, well it's, it's one of those things about a personal responsibility. Understanding that you you are free under certain conditions. Yeah, and that. You know, those are the rules of the game. Until the game rules have changed, that's what you got to live by. But yep. at the same time, under probation, was it fair in the? Yeah, was it fair in the way they uh, applied justice to him versus a Caucasian or someone of non 
color who would do the same thing, you know. Like, what, uh, remember, remember yeah. what's his name? Um, Robert Downey. Right. That dude. <laughs> how many? How oh, many he, times? <laughs> oh, he got he got so many lifelines. It was ridiculous. Good he should have been on that show on How to Be a Millionaire. You know, all the way to you know the the whole Marvel Iron Man role. How much trouble he was getting into him and between him and Charlie Sheen. You know, uh, if if you look at a lot of that that went on, um, you know, so it's interesting, man. It's. Um, I don't know. I mean, view. I, I look at it, a crime's a crime. Whether you're a hip-hop artist or, you know, you're a mainstream actor, it's, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll we'll see what Sharpton involved, what kind of light's going to go on it, and whether or not they reduce anything. So we'll see how it goes. All right? Okay, man. Uh, we, we do a little bit of Trump. I can't do too much because I ate turkey and, and I'm full. I might throw up. So uh, we'll keep it kind of trump light. 45 and, and LeVar Ball, man, um, just continues. Um, recently, uh, what Trump tweeted, he's a broke Don King without hair. Uh, what are your thoughts, Rand? Uh, you know, we haven't talked. I don't think you and I have talked since all this went down. Cause well, I'm, I mean, for, I mean, first of all, I think that's, a, that's an issue that LeVar Ball has to deal with in terms of his kids. Yeah. You know. Um, I was talking to a guy who's a former athlete from UCLA. He told me that when they would go abroad, they would have State Department briefings with all the athletes and everybody. Yeah. Um, and as a part of that, they would basically tell them, you know, in such a way that uh, you guys are, first of all, China does not have a lot of people of African descent walking around there. Nope. So, and you so six you what? Are, and you about six seven, six eight? <laughs> exactly. A brother. Exactly. So he. <laughs> So here you are, a black man who's on an unusual size compared to the population yes. walking around. Yes. Okay. So so that's an issue I think Lamar Ball has to deal with because at some point he has to he has to face himself in the mirror and say, you know what? Uh, and also the other parents, too. Um, yeah. My child has an entitlement mentality because I believe this wasn't the first time. Mm. You know, for you to have that type of kahunas. Yeah. go overseas. I mean, no one does. We know what, we watch documentaries. We, you know. No, but you know what, Rand? About- Here's the thing. I don't think they do. You know, because you and I grew up when, remember that that movie Midnight Express? Or what was it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you remember Papillon? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think we grew up with those movies being big. And spotlighted, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, the Midnight Express was Turkey, right? The Turkish prison, right? And, right. And that was just brutal. And I, I and well, then, yeah, they, they got shows on the Discovery Channel, man, talking about how how my my year in jail and in another country. Oh, and yeah. then you had that kid from North Korea who came oh, back and died. That's enough. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a. I mean, at, at some point, Lavar Le, Ball needs to take some responsibility. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for what he did. Uh, and that on the other hand, um, they need the social humility. I mean, regardless of how I think about Trump, or whatever, Trump did a, a nice gesture for them to get them out of there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, whether China was playing Trump, they were utilizing this as one of their bargaining chips. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I look at Trump and say like, well, damn, man, you're asking these guys to say thank you before they even got gotten out of uh, Chinese airspace. Yeah, I man. mean, 
Yeah. You want to take credit for something that, quite honestly, is just part of your job. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's my point. And too. then yeah. And then Le- then Levar Ball needs to show some humility at some point. No, that I ain't mean because happen. guess what? They can still extradite these guys back to China if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it's 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 stupid. I mean, you you. I, and if I was Don King, I would be offended. I would say, Don, I thought we were boys. You, 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 put, me, <laughs> That's you put me in the class with this this clown right here. Yeah. And then again, you know, Trump is stroking the fires, attacking black athletes and women, mm-hmm. um, as you have. But LeVar Ball helped stoke that fire too. You know. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. It's. It's, but I like. It is out of control. It's. 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 It's definitely out of control. But if you saw the original press conference, those three young men. Within thirty seconds, they thanked President Trump. They did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They 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 did enough to say what they needed to say and move on. And and it's unfortunate that it's being it, it's still being carried out. I hope it's over um, because, quite frankly, uh, Mr. Ball, he ain't the kind to fight this uh, this Trump narrative. He's not the one. Um, right. You know, anybody, well, I don't want to say anybody else. He's just not the one. Um, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that, you know. And by the way, Trump has still not said anything to Eminem. And I'm going to put a clock up. <laughs> Six months. Yeah, put a clock. Uh, put a clock. Well, you know why he won't Number, say number won't of say months. Number of not, was it number of months not responded to uh, Eminem? That's uh, right. Because he still has not responded. So, all right. Dude, uh, the Flynn, uh, Michael Flynn, has uh, abandoned Trump's legal team. What did, what does that mean to you? Um, again, they're going up the total pole. Yeah. Um, this was a thermometer. You know, the thermometers people always have when they're trying to raise money. How they have a goal and always fill it in and it get higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Um, I think I think for these guys. The, temperature is getting hotter and hotter mm-hmm. um when you look at um the records that that are being displayed saying you know trump team i think they had 31 times where they had some type of email communication with with russian uh, uh sympathizers wow 19 yeah. meetings yeah and so this is getting to the point where I think that um, all these guys, and, and, and again, you and I talked about this I, I, several months ago, how Mueller's team, they got some, they got the dream team of lawyers. Um, and they have turned on the every rock and stone that we have not even seen. And they are really turning up the heat. And these guys, these guys see that, hey, um, hey Donald's going to throw me under the bus. I might as well throw him before he gets to me. But you know what? I'm going to say this, Rand. If um, if they don't get something soon, see, I don't think the American public has the patience of the Ken, Kenneth Starr uh, investigation. Uh, I don't, and, and a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do just with uh, the online presence now and the amount of news that comes out on an hell an hourly basis. Um, I don't think the American public has the uh, the patience for for a year. How long that how long did the Kenneth Starr investigation last? Over a year? I don't know. It, it, it probably lasted over a year. I just know that uh, Watergate took uh, I think eighteen to twenty four months. 
Yeah, and I don't think they uh, have. The, again, I don't I, think they have the patience. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we, we don't know how well this is accelerating because they they're keeping so many things under wraps. Yeah. Uh, what I have noticed is that uh, Jared now is almost invisible yeah. in the administration. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, they. I mean, what I'm reading on uh, New York Times and the Washington Post that uh, he, due to Kelly and also these other things, his contact with with Trump on, in the Oval Office has is, is been almost cut to uh, uh, to almost not is almost non-existent. Is he the coffee boy now? He's a coffee yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I guess he's. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess he's a coffee boy now. He's, a, he's you know he's opening up the car door. You know. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, and, and real quick, I know you've you've always uh, brought this up. We've talked about the judge appointments. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a lifetime appointment. People don't realize these are lifetime. This, this is not a two or three year term. These are lifetime appointments. Right. 91% are white. 81% are male. Um, he has appointed more white male judges than any president in decades. Um, I think Trump is appointed or is appointing 58 um, and mm-hmm. Obama, what, 37 in two terms. So yeah. he's he's basically and, and we talk about, you know, everything we talked about, the Baltimore situation, the Meek Mill situation, all these things that have implications or have have an impact in the criminal justice system are going to be impacted by this period. You know, how you live or how you. And this is de- we're talking decades right here. Decades. So we're talking decades. Um, he might be trying to do he might be trying to do this expeditiously, knowing that something's around the corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's you know, I think he's trying to do everything he possibly can, because I don't think he's going to run again. You don't I, think I so? I don't think I, th- I, I, I think he will. I think he will either fulfill this term or he or he leave before um, uh, before the campaign season. Yeah, I think um, if if they don't if 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 the Mueller investigation doesn't find anything that's um, I, I I guess kind of game changing, he's back. He's gonna. I mean, if if the with the economy with uh, from what I hear, multi, uh, unemployment might drop down to three percent, three point seven. Right. Right. You know. Right. And, 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 and this is in, in um, there's a term in real estate uh, called progression. Mm-hmm. And that means basically uh, you did nothing but your house appreciated and you did nothing. Yeah. And but that's what's happening. When you, really think, <laughs> when, you really, when you really think about it, he has not put up any type of um, agenda, legislative agenda um, that will um, accelerate growth. Yeah. Um, a lot of this is in the anticipation of we think taxes are going to be reduced. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of it is executive orders where uh, regu- regulatory uh, regulations have been lifted. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, right now we're seeing in some ways this could be a supernova. We're seeing this thing and it could fizzle out at any moment. Yeah. Well, um, the tax so, bill is up this week, right? Mm-hmm. For vote. Right, and I can tell you the tax bill is is not uh, uh, from what I'm seeing. It's uh, it's going to have a hard time. I'm not saying it's not going to pass or it's going to pass, mm-hmm. but uh, when you, uh, you know, I was in Kentucky, they're doing a phenomenal job on the ground explaining and 
I'm talking about the opposition party, mm-hmm. explain what this what this tax plan will mean to individuals. Okay, and so that is that is really having uh, making a lot of congressmen and senators a little queasy now because people are calling up their office. So what do you mean about this? Mm-hmm. What does this mean to yeah. me? Yeah, and so uh, we shall see. But it, uh, again, they you know them they got to get something through if not um they are going to be um looking looking pretty anxious in 2018 yeah i agree i agree hey man what you got rand's rant what you got going on bro well man you know i i, I just you know i just the, the, the thing that just bothers me more and more every day now man is the uh uh lack of civility uh, within our people man um you know, I, I see, I've been around people who are working class people and the way we treat each other, man, it's, it's, it's to the point where it's, it, it's so counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we are, it just bothers me, man. Is that we, we take things for granted. Uh, we've, we've lost the fact that we have to do things. And uh, just like with the whole, what we saw with the, the three UCLA players, I mean, this this entitlement attitude. I'm seeing it a lot from these young people, man. Yeah, they yeah. feel that they are old, and uh, you know, I, I have conversations with them, and you know, these young feel that when they walk into a job, they should be running the place. Yeah, you know, I do. You know, at some point, the greatest things in life always. Take so what? Repeat work. that one more time. Repeat that. I said some of the some of the greatest things in life require time. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, you, you have to work, and so you know, I just wish that people would take a step back. I know it's the holiday season, but take a step back and say, you know what? Every day should be the holiday season in terms of in terms of just civility toward each other. Yeah, every day we, we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't have to wait for a catastrophe or something like that to be nice to each other. Yeah, I agree, man. You know. Yeah, I'm with you. you. Know, and, and let's and let's start supporting supporting each other. I know I've been very hyper hypercritical at times of our race because I have high expectations for our race. Yeah. But at the same time, though, we got to start supporting each other. Just like you know, you and I, I mean, with, with the podcast, um, things you need to know. Uh, we need to start supporting some of these um, these businesses because guess what? If we don't support them, no one is going to support them. They're not going to survive. Yeah. And you know what, man? I, I did a. Um Second portion of, of you need to know with uh, two young ladies, Brandy and Nicole, uh, they have a company called Be Eccentric, um, and they do tropical lemonade. They, they um, you know, do basically the festival scene, and they provide it for events. Uh, they do a lot of events around the ATL. And, um, you know, it's just getting the insight from them in terms of a, a lot of black businesses, black entrepreneurs, and how it comes together, man. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, you've got a lot of folks out there who are doing startups who ask for the help and basically are saying, you know, to, to you know, if, if they don't get our support first, then they may not get any support at all, you know. And uh, so I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and um, you know, shout out to them, Brandy and Nicole. And, and I'll, I'll uh, you know, basically have more information on uh, you can go to the You Need to Know podcast and find out more information about them. But you're right, man. I mean, part of that, you know, is support, civility. And, you know, I think we get caught up in, in, in the day to day. And uh, and, and I, I, I will say uh, 
the environment right now when it comes down to who's in the White House uh, doesn't help civility. It doesn't, it doesn't help uh, your uh, argument for civility because that ain't civil. <laughs> you know, the tweets aren't, uh, you know, do you, I mean, agree or disagree. I mean, every time a tweet comes out, it's kind of a situation where you braced. You know, I think people brace for like a train, a train wreck or a catastrophe because it's like, oh, shit, what is he going about? What is he about to say? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, even like this most recent thing, you know, getting into um, um, he said she take match with Time Magazine about Ugh. person of the year. Yeah. It's just never anything right. you want it to be. I guess I, I guess I've been used to the presidential statements coming out being flowery, come together, not flowery, but you know what I mean, uh, the language. And then it's like troll, you know, now, now it's like a troll tweet. It's like, oh, shit, do I really want to bring my day down and read this or even listen to it? You know, uh, right. so right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I was watching Anna Navarro the oh, other day on. Uh, yeah, dude. And, and and she was just like going going crazy. She said, like, you know, she says, look at some point, uh our we got to raise and say we're Americans. We're not Republicans, we're not Democrats, we're Americans. And yeah. we need to we need to we need to uh raise up and, and this is what's scaring me, man, is the fact is that a lot of this uh dictatorship type of behavior is becoming almost mainstream now. Yeah. And I'm like, where, where, where are the quote the the, the tough white guys who, who you know who love to walk around with a gun on the holster and talk about America first, and they're just sitting here allowing this crap to happen. Oh, by the way, Rand, I'm watching it right yeah. now. John Conyers is stepping down. Well, he's he's yeah. stepping down as the ranking dem on in a committee, the judici- judiciary committee. So uh, yeah, he's, he's he's had some issues um, associated with him in terms of some scandal. Most recently. not resigning, but he's stepping down from a lot of the uh, the chairmanship, the chairmanships. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, dude, what you got on the close, man? Um, I'm 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 gonna give a shout out again to the ladies from B uh, from B E or B eccentric. Um, check them out. They're on Instagram at B E. Uh, eccentric, but you spell it not with the C at the end, but with a K at the end. Uh, Tropical uh-huh. Lemonade. You can check them out on, on, I think they're on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and uh, you'll see a lot of the things that they do, a lot of the events that they do recently. I think they did the um, Spellman Morehouse Homecoming. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that's one of the bigger things that they, they've done, and they're, they're doing some more as well. So kudos to them. And, and shout out to, you know, everybody who works on the podcast, all the other podcasts. Uh, you know, we're doing Instagram, man. So um, on the Instagram feed, it's interesting because a lot of the other podcasts will start to follow us and check us out. And uh, always good to, to, you know, see the universe of podcasts, man. It's it's amazing. I, I You know, I think a lot of these a lot of these shows have been around for a while, but it, it's always interesting to see who else is out there. And, and uh, kudos to all those shows as well, man. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, man. Those, uh, those are some great uh, shows out there. I've been checking some of them out myself. Yeah, man. As I've been driving around. So you can yeah. find us, man. We're at uh, castropolis.net, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. Uh, you can email us at gp3rtt at gmail.com. 
And uh, we're on Instagram at GP3Homies, SoundCloud, GP3Homies, and iTunes, GP3Homies. And, and we'll have a reminder after the show. Rand, man, hey, you got any more travel to do, bro? Uh, not to Mali. Not to where? Not to yeah, uh, I, plan to, I plan to stay around. Well, good for you, bro. Good for you. Relax and, and enjoy your holidays. It ain't over. We're going to still be doing our shows through the end of the year. I got to get, you know, I got to make that ride back to Athens, bro. 11 and 1. <laughs> Damn. By the way, Alabama got beat by Auburn. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that game right there, man. That was. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? You yeah, know. That was, a, that, was a, that was a heck of a game right there. But, uh, so that, that justifies you know, UGA losing to Auburn now. So it's going to be a hell of a, um, they're going to be in the playoffs. They, I mean, it's going to be UGA in, in, in Alabama. Probably for the SEC championship. Uh, there a lot of there a lot of people in Alabama may not make it. What? Who? Who else has a- they said because they 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 uh, saying that because Alabama not going to the championship, other schools are going to and winning their games. Wow. Uh, and, you know, so they said Alabama may not make it. So what? It, it They've only lost one game, you, right? Well, you got to. Well, again, you know, in college football, the worst thing is, is uh, losing a game at the end of the year. If you're going to lose a game, lose it early in the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, too, man, one last thing. Yeah, um, man. One of, the, one of the friends of the show, Evie, uh-huh. uh, got married yesterday. Oh. And, uh, oh. And i like to send a special shout-out shout to, out to and Evie. Husband wow. And our new hubby, um, Everett. Wow. And I uh, wished him the best. Uh, unfortunately, I was out of town. I was in transit. I couldn't make it. Uh, but I just wanted to send my well wishes to her. I mean, she's, she's a great friend of the show. And she was very active with us during the campaign season last year. Yes, she was. Congrats, Evie. That's cool. Very cool. All right, Rand. Hey, man. Uh, enjoy your the rest of your day, bro. Uh, enjoy what's left yeah. of the holiday. And I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you guys have safe travels, man. We'll do, bro. We'll we'll do. And uh, with that, man, sixty five is in the can, and we out. Peace. You've been listening to the GP three Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp three rtt at gmail dot com. Leave a voicemail four one three five five six nine five four six. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP three homies from the block special thanks to music by millennial nick rap sb the g graphics lady j thanks for listening